Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk today. I'm here with Chase Martin. What's up? <laughs> so where are you originally from? I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I moved to Nashville when I was 17, mm -hmm. um, three years ago, to pursue a career in country music. Yeah. So, yeah. And are your parents originally from South Carolina as well? They are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they... I think they're born and raised. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do they do? Um, they are both mechanical engineers. Oh, so, no, so nothing different. to do with music. Yeah, do, are, <laughs> they have they no in, idea like, how it works. Do they do any creative stuff at all? Is it just kind of you? No, actually, I think my mom's dad, so my grandfather, I haven't met him, mm -hmm. um, but I think he was in music just as far as he liked to play and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But no, my mom nor my dad are into it. They have no idea what I'm doing, but of course they think I'm great just because they don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> and what kind of music were they playing the house when you were growing up? Um, so my dad would always play country music, mm -hmm. a lot of old school country, Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, as well as some new stuff, George Strait and whatnot at the time. And my mom would play a lot of Alicia Keys, Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. and that was really my favorite. But of course, I grew up singing country music too, and I loved that. So I think that's kind of how I got my genre. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just mixing the two. Yeah, <laughs> and it was from your what fourth grade talent show, right? That you kind of <laughs> <laughs> asked your parents to get you a yeah was it Yamaha so, or piano or well, basically that's the funny part. Um, I played no instruments. Um, and I had never tried to sing before. <laughs> and um, yeah, there was a talent show at school coming up in the fourth grade. And I signed up for it. <laughs> and I came home and I told my mom I had signed up for it. And she was like, Chase, what's your talent? And I said, well, I'm gonna sing and play the guitar. She was like, you don't own a guitar. And I've never heard you even try to sing a day mm -hmm. in your life. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need a guitar. And so she got me a guitar lesson and yeah, the rest is kind of history. I started playing and <laughs> yeah. that was it. You From know? the onset, you just love guitar. Um, I did. Actually, the original goal was to sing and to play. And I guess what happened was I started guitar lessons and I couldn't figure out, well, I just decided, I think, that I didn't want to sing anymore. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to play the guitar. But I had a really hard time keeping time. And so my guitar teacher suggested that I start singing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not, I don't sing, I'm not a singer. And then he left because we were, he also ran the guitar shop at the head of my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And a customer walked in and while he was helping the customer, I started singing and playing and he comes back in and he's like, what was that? Oh and my gosh. Yeah, I was eight years old and I guess I could carry a tune and he saw that, so. But before like, that you never sang or maybe mm -hmm. you did like on your own or not at all? Uh, maybe like in the car and stuff like yeah. that. And I remember my parents used to think, wow, she can kind of carry a tune. This is weird. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, nothing really serious. Mm -hmm. I really didn't take it serious at all until I started playing guitar. And did they enroll you in singing lessons as well? No, I actually didn't start vocal lessons until I was probably 16. Oh, like okay, right before, way later. Yeah, right before I moved to Nashville. I didn't really know much about it. And now it's like all I do is look up random facts about yeah. singing. <laughs> and nobody really likes to talk to me about it because they're like, Chase, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is crazy. <laughs> How do you describe your personality back then growing up? Oh gosh, I was always kind of crazy. Um, I've always been outgoing. I don't know, I'm kind of shy too at the same time. Mm -hmm. It depends. I think everybody has that quality of being shy and outgoing. So if I find somebody I hit it off with right away, I can talk to them like I've known them forever. But then, you know, there are certain people that you don't click with and yeah. I get really shy and in my bubble. So I don't know, it kind of depends. Mm -hmm. But I've always been pretty comfortable in my skin and one to really say whatever was on my mind. <laughs> and <you laughs> Sometimes that bites me. <laughs> and you did really well in school, right? I did. Yeah. You know, I was kind of a nerd in school. <laughs> um, you know, school was my whole life growing up because I wanted to be a neurologist initially. Where did that interest come from? Um, I'm not really that sure. I think I just kind of picked it up from mm -hmm. school. I always really liked science and biology and studies of the human body. And so, I don't know. Then the brain kind of yeah. became a thing that I was really interested in, <laughs> the, somewhere down the line, the, and yeah. Did uh, engineering ever cross your mind because of your parents? Yes, actually. Yeah. For a long time, I was thinking about going to Florida State because that's where my mom went. Um, but no, it didn't really work out that way. <laughs> and did you like, so I guess you liked going to school, right? Um, I did, especially, yeah. I went to an art school, and so we would get 90 minutes of our major every single day, mm -hmm. where we would focus, my focus was on band, so I played the flute and piccolo, mm -hmm. and um, so I think I always looked forward to that, but I mean, it depends. I hated history, <laughs> I wasn't really into English, but science and math I looked forward to every day. <laughs> That's interesting that you went to art school, is that common to go to like, um, go to an art school? No, I don't think so. This art school... It was really hard to get in, right? Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things, I think like 2,000 kids try out every year for 150 spots or something Whoa. crazy like that, because um, it's 25 per major, and yeah, I think there are six majors. Um, but, yeah, at the time, I really didn't, I didn't know how to play the flute, I didn't know how to play the piccolo, but that's what I ended up going to school for. Oh, that was sure. your major? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh. And, um, I don't know. I hated the flute at the time, but yeah. it taught me a lot about singing and breath support and crazy mm -hmm. stuff. So That's interesting, though, because I feel like you're it. more science, though, right? So was it, what was it like doing science at an art school? Yeah, so actually when I went into this school, it was kind of an art and academic school. Mm -hmm. And so you had to have the grades and you had to have a talent. And um, I feel like by the time I graduated, it wasn't really so much about the arts. Oh, okay. I mean, not the arts, the academics. Oh, okay. And um, kind of weird, but you know, everything kind of changes as it goes. It kind of turned into more of a talent thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my grade, I felt like was full of smarter people, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
And then as like the grades went on, it was more just about talent. Not saying they were dumb. Mm -hmm. just, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I was, I remember I was like a junior or something and these freshmen would come in and be like, are you okay? Do you know what's going on? <laughs> I think every like junior, senior thinks that of a freshman. <laughs> And then you applied to a bunch of colleges like Ivy's, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Um, it was my dream for a long time to go to an Ivy League school. Um, my first choice actually was like the Southern Ivy League school. Mm -hmm. And it was Vanderbilt, which is in Nashville. And so I was always planning on going to Nashville either way. Yeah. Um, but just kind of change of plans as far as what I was going to Nashville to do. Mm-hmm which turned into music instead of studying. <laughs> yeah, was it a difficult decision? You got into quite a lot of Ivies, right? I did, and I got into Vanderbilt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> telling my mom was the hardest part. It wasn't really that hard of a decision for me because I graduated when I was 16, so I decided to take a year off and just work on music since I was a year ahead of my grade. And um, when I did that, I just started working on music really hard and playing out around my hometown and whatnot and I just fell more in love with it and for a long time I think I always have said I was more realistic than to think I could be an artist and do that for my career mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I really kept going with the medicine but after a while it just became such a love that it didn't matter mm -hmm. I just had to do it yeah so <laughs> yeah, I told my mom, I said, I'm not, I'm not going to Vanderbilt, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, that was hard on her for sure to mm -hmm. watch me spend my whole life studying to yeah. go to one of these schools that I dreamed of going to. And then just to be like, no, I think I'm going to skip that <laughs> and I'm going to pursue music, mm -hmm. which may or may not happen. <laughs> uh, there's no guarantee. Thank you. <laughs> I'm moving to Nashville. See ya. Um, but, but yeah, with that, like, do you think, like, was it your parents who kind of pushed you to study hard growing up? Um, no. So I think that it was really me. I mean, my mom was always very, do your homework, mm -hmm. go to school, blah, 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 blah. But she wasn't so strict. Like, my sister's always been really smart, but she didn't care as much about school. Mm -hmm. And so my mom didn't push her as hard in that respect. Um, I kind of think she pushed me really hard in school because she knew that I loved it. And when we tell her we want to do something, she's going to kind of make it happen for us. Yeah. So she's always been that person. If you tell me you're going to do something, you're going to do it the best. You're going to be the best at it. You're going to give it your all. You're going to work hard for mm -hmm. it. And so when I wanted to be a neurologist, she would push me to make sure I did good in oh. school. And now that I want to be an artist, she pushes me hard to make sure, you know, I get out there and do everything I can. Mm. What was the kind of changing point that you realized you want to do? music though because like if you knew that you wanted to do music where you're like oh I don't actually need to like study so hard and <laughs> yeah. get into the college unfortunately I don't think I realized it until I was almost finished with school mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I wish I would have figured that out sooner <laughs> so I didn't have to waste so much time studying um, but I don't know I think this turning point is kind of a weird one but I was playing an open mic night it was one of the first times I ever played out live and I was 15 years old and I got up there 
they called my name, and there were so many different acts that went up before me, and it was a bar, you know, mm. and nobody was paying anybody attention, any attention, they were there to drink, they were there to party with their friends, mm -hmm. and um, like I said, so many really good acts went up, and mm -hmm. I mean, I remember there was this one girl and at the time, like even looking back on it, it's not putting myself down by any means. Like she was a better guitar player than me. She was a better singer than me. Like she had better stage presence. She had obviously done it a whole bunch of times. You know, she just was a lot more experienced at the time. I was 15 and um, nobody cared, you know? And I got up right after she played and everybody got quiet and everybody started listening as soon mm -hmm. as I opened my mouth and I didn't do anything cool at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, for whatever reason, people started listening to me and they wanted to hear what I had to say. And I don't know, that feeling of noticing people are drawn to you for whatever reason mm -hmm. was just like the greatest feeling in the world. And I think that was kind of a turning point for me. And that's what made me stop thinking, wow, this is super unrealistic. Um, I started thinking, well, maybe I have something that makes people want to listen. Mm. Maybe I have something that makes them drawn to me and want to pay attention. I don't know. So I started playing out and I kept getting similar responses. People started coming out and watching me play live and singing my songs. And it was just a crazy feeling. And after that, I was just like, I'm done. This is, <laughs> this is it for me. Mm -hmm. And then what happened after you moved to Nashville? Did you move with your mom or? Um, so my mom comes back and forth part time. Mm -hmm. um, she is very supportive of the whole thing now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the first couple weeks after I told her, hey, I'm not going to Vanderbilt, um, she was pretty upset. But after she kind of thought about it and processed it, <laughs> um, she got very supportive of it. And, she um, she comes back and forth and tries to help me when she can and she'll go back to Charleston and spend time with my family there. They're still all there. Mm -hmm. Did you know anyone at Nashville or how did you even meet the no. community? No. <laughs> That's I didn't crazy. know anybody moving and Nashville is very weird about welcoming new people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess because so many people move there on a daily basis. Um, yeah, nobody wants to listen to your songs. Nobody wants to even know if you're good. You can go and meet somebody and just be like, hey, like, can you listen to this? If you don't think it's good, don't worry about it. But if you think it's good, I'd love to work together. Mm -hmm. They won't even listen to it. Wow. Like, they're not into giving chances. It's probably very similar here in LA. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I guess I get. So many people move on a daily basis and it's hard, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but eventually, I think I could just met somebody that introduced me to 10 other people and those 10 other people introduced me to people and that's just kind of how it happens. Yeah. The networking thing all of a sudden blows up and I think I kind of got lucky and met one right person and then from there it just all started getting super busy and working mm -hmm. out as wow. best it, the best as I can hope for right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Were you working other jobs to support yourself at the beginning? Uh, I actually was not. Mm -hmm. My parents are very supportive of this and they kind of decided if you're going to do this you got to go all in and you need to work on this 24-7 and because it's really hard mm -hmm. to write songs and go out and play at night and do all the stuff you have to do to be an artist and have another job. I'm so thankful that my parents 
support me enough and believe in me enough to let me do this and kind of focus solely on it. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> How did you meet your team? Um, so I think, like I said, it kind of comes from just meeting one person and then that person introducing you to a whole bunch of other people. I think mm -hmm. it's just kind of happened through the grapevine yeah. and just picking them up along the way. Mm -hmm. I think the first person I ever got on board was an attorney, <laughs> which is smart. Thank you, yeah. pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> and, um, and then from there, you know, I just started meeting a whole bunch of different people, people to help me with my social media, people to, you know, be my publicist or manager or whatever I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. And then what made you decide to start putting up covers on YouTube? Um, so I'm actually really bad with YouTube. <laughs> I normally post mo more of my covers on Instagram or oh, Facebook. Okay. But I do use YouTube as frequently as I can remember to post on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, most of my following comes from my Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I just post on there yeah. so much. <laughs> you know, you always want to post on places where you get the best response. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel good. Yeah. And, um, but a lot of times on Instagram, they'll message me and be like, Hey, can you put this on YouTube? And so I'll post it. But I think I did start posting them on YouTube before Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Nashville, I met this other artist and she told me that I really needed to start posting stuff on mm -hmm. YouTube and invest in a Canon camera yeah. <laughs> and set it up in my room or somewhere and just record me singing and post it. And that's kind of become a thing, mm -hmm. you know? So I, uh, I don't know, you see a whole bunch of people in the studio like lip singing to their songs and I think that's great. And I encourage anybody to do it whichever way they want to do it. But for me, and my following, I feel like they really like to see me be really real with them mm -hmm. and post just a live video where I set up my camera and I post it. So, I don't know. That's yeah. what I kind of try to do is be as real as possible with them. Make sure that they really feel like they know me and I'm their friend because I really do think of all of my followers as my friends, you know. I've been talking to them on Facebook and Instagram since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And so I've gotten to know them and I don't know, I love them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird that you can meet somebody on the internet and just feel like you've known them for years. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but some of these people, like, I know them. Mm -hmm. They're my friends. Wow, I love that. <laughs> How did you meet the people at Radio Disney? Um, so actually, they reached out to my publicist, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think they read a press release for me yeah. and they were into my single, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And yeah, so they asked if they could start playing it on rotation there. And of course I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, after that, we wanted to schedule a trip to come out here and talk to them and do some other press stuff. And so, yeah, yeah so here cool. I am. Are you thinking in the future to stay in country or do you think it'll blend into the pop more? Um, you know, I think country has so many sub-genres right now. You know, you have your traditional country, which is going back to some of the old country roots, like George Strait and um, Patsy Cline and all of those. And But you also have this country pop or new age country or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. And, I gosh, it has 
your storytelling country aspect to the lyric, but a lot of the production is so pop and R&B driven. And I really love it because I love the storylines behind country music um, and like the vocal stylings of pop and R&B. And so, I don't know, I think I plan on sticking country. Yeah. Just because, I don't know, like I said, I love the songs and the stories behind them. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to put out a bigger, like an EP this year or something? Like a I bigger am, project? definitely, yeah. yes. Um, so it's going to be called Me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to include Love Without You, which is my new single, and three more songs. So one of them has kind of an R&B type vibe to it. Another one is really silly and fun and lighthearted. And the other one is just like this power jam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think they're all pretty cohesive. I'm really excited for everyone to hear them, but they all have a little different aspect to mm -hmm. each one of them that it brings. Yeah. So. What inspiration do you have for the lyrics of those songs? Oh gosh, you know life in general. <laughs> you know how life happens. Yeah. Just, you meet people, they go away, sometimes they stay with you forever, whether they're actually in your life at that moment or not. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know, just from people that I've met, and mm -hmm. whether it's a relationship or just a, somebody that I met. Yeah. Know? How do you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made when you were younger? Oh gosh, they've gotten a lot better. Um, <laughs> and I can honestly say that and mean it and know it's true. Um, I li Gosh, I listened to some of the old songs that I wrote before I ever came here and they were terrible. <laughs> um, I think I've always kind of seen myself as the same artist, mm -hmm. but I've really not known how to put it into words or how to just make it happen. You know, sometimes you have to surround yourself with the right people and the right team that see you the same way that you see yourself and envision the music. Um, gosh, I think when I was younger and first started writing, I didn't have the life's experiences that I have now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them came from other people's life's experiences. And I think at this point, I have my own and I can actually tell yeah. my own stories and feel my own feelings. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. probably how they've changed the most. Yeah. They're more real. What's the inspiration behind your tattoos? Oh, <laughs> okay. So I got this one. This was my very first one when I was 18. And of course, it's just music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have a C, which my dad hates. Um, on my thumb well, and I'm going to be really honest about it I always tell people that a C stands for being open to success I said excess success <laughs> and um, you know just being open to everything in life open to trying new things whatever but I really got it because I had a friend that came to Nashville and wanted to get a tattoo. I didn't know what to get, and I was like, yeah. see, it's the first letter of my first name. Let's do it. That's why your dad hates it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, I was waiting. You're like, okay, yeah. that's why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really doesn't have much of a meaning, but I like it. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Um, so I have, gosh, I have a lot. Um, I have seven tattoos, oh, by the wow. way. Um, oh, this is falling off. That's fine. <laughs> we'll just take that off for now. Um, so... God, there you go. Mm -hmm. Actually, not only that, I had an X written on my hand and it kind of looked like a cross. 
Mm -hmm. And so I made a joke to one of my friends and I always say things and do things that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> and so I said, well, let me just look down at my hand and be like, well, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked the meaning behind that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what would Jesus do? He would mm -hmm. get this cross tattooed onto his body forever. <laughs> um, I put rock and roll on my finger because I thought I would be really cool at the time. <laughs> Um, I'm actually getting that one removed, so that's why I say I have six and a half tattoos. Um, it's halfway gone. Oh, yeah. It looks really bad. Please don't zoom in. <laughs> um, this says Etoile. It means star in French. I am French. Um, my dad's side of the family doesn't really speak a lot of English. They are French. Oh, wow. um, so my mom had to learn it to communicate with them and whatnot. Uh, don't make me say this. I know that sounds really bad, um, but also French, and it means, and I honestly, if I'm being really real, mm -hmm. I don't even think it's right, because this saying apparently could not be translated. If you speak a different language, you'll mm -hmm. understand. <laughs> you know how sometimes languages can't be translated perfectly? Yeah. And so you have to kind of go around to a different saying or something. Mm -hmm. So this was a saying that I really wanted. So when I was asking my French fr friend, I was like, hey, I don't care if it doesn't translate perfectly, just what would it be? Because that's what I want it to say, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so basically my favorite song is called This Time By Me. And it's like a song with 10,000 listeners mm -hmm. on it or something. It's not big at all, but it's my favorite song of all time. And the hook is, I know it's all been said before, but this time by me. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously a love song, but for me in the music industry, I feel like everything's been said at some point and, you know, everything's been sung about. Um, there's no new chord progression mm -hmm. that you can say, but whenever I say, or whenever I sing my songs, this time it's said by me. Um, so that's probably my most meaningful tattoo, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, but I think to translate it directly from French, it would have had to say, this time it was me. Yeah. Or something, mm -hmm. and I didn't want it to say that. I just wanted this time by me. <laughs> so, yeah. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it means something to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I just have Dolce written on my side, mm -hmm. um, which I played the flute, like I said. And, you know, you would always see staccato or something at the beginning of your sheet of music, which would be kind of like rough and short. And no flute player wants to play something that's not mm -hmm. pretty. And so whenever there would be a flute solo, it would say Dolce, and I'd get so excited because it means sweetly. Oh, yeah. And so that was like my time to shine, I always felt like. Um, so I got that tattooed on my side. Mm -hmm. And then my last one, gosh, um, I have the Leo sign. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can see it. Um, everybody thinks it's sperm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Um, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's the Leo. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Leo. I'm a six. <laughs> How would you say Brenna as a person compared to when you were younger? Um, I think I am probably a lot more comfortable in my skin. Mm -hmm. um, I always have been, even when I was younger, but I think that I've kind of more accepted who I am and that's just really come out. I think I'm a lot more true to myself 
when I was younger, I think I always wanted to please everybody else and I would always make that effort. And even if it kind of sacrificed being who I am as a person, but now at this point in my life, I feel like I'm always just really real, even when I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Sometimes I think people say I'm too real. And um, yeah, I think I always just try to be me, mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. What do you have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? Um, I think that, like mm -hmm. learning how to just be real and not, you know, what everybody else wants you to be or say the things that everybody wants you to say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just being true to myself. And I think that's everybody's kind of struggle in life. They always want to be perfect to yeah. the outside world. And yeah, and that's what I always wanted to be when I was younger, but I don't know, mm -hmm. no, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Um, gosh, I think it means wanting to be with that person forever and that person that makes you feel really special mm -hmm. and loved gosh that's a good question <laughs> um yeah i think it's really just somebody that makes you feel like you can be you mm -hmm. yeah i love that i think that's just it last question what do you want to be remembered for oh gosh i want to be remembered for just, gosh, I keep bringing this up. I feel bad about it. <laughs> always being really real mm -hmm. and always being really true to myself and never trying to be anybody else, just being exclusively me. That's yeah. what I want to be remembered for. I love this. This is awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Bye, guys.